All right, good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, KP. Good morning, Double B. Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It's February 23rd of 2022. It's National Play Tennis Day today. Put on your skirt, little shorts, and play tennis. Maybe a jacket. Yeah, maybe today. (laughs) Maybe you can do indoor tennis. It's also National Banana Bread Day. National Dog Biscuit Day. I've had one of those before. It's also National Pink Day, which is all about bullying, because of course, as we know, bullying is a problem. Uh, it's unpredictable, and we never know who uh, somebody's going to pick on, right? Yep. Typically, it's somebody who somebody sees as being vulnerable or weaker. And uh, basically, today we wear pink, and we say, "Hey, bullies, go away, leave yep. people alone. Nobody wants to be bullied." And guess what? You're out there bullying somebody. There's somebody bigger than you mm-hmm. somewhere, and you could be the next victim. That's right. So why do that? Uh, again, today is National Pink Day, anti-bullying. Uh, we're watching the weather as we go throughout the day today. It's going to be messy. 24 hours ago, it was all about rain and thunderstorms and warm temperatures. And today, it's about freezing rain, sleet, and the potential of ice accumulation. So, welcome to Arkansas in February. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Uh, yesterday was the whole Tuesday deal, 2-22 of 22. There was a baby that was born at 2-22 a.m., on 2 It was baby Judah, born in North Carolina to, I guess her name's Aberly and Hank Spear, right? Uh, the cool thing about this is, is that Aberly, the mom, actually was a lymphoma survivor. And they didn't think the pregnancy was very likely. But this Aww. little baby comes in as a miracle baby at 2.22 a.m. on 2 of uh, 22. Oh, that is so cool. And the baby was born in room number two. Uh-uh. Yeah. How wild is that? That baby will change the world. They say Judah Grace, name, uh, the name fits perfectly because Judah means praise and she's a blessing to the family. Mama and the baby are doing fine. So good news out of the entire Tuesday deal. 2.22 a.m. on 2.22 of 22 in room number two. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, good morning, Arkansas. There's an Arkansas guy who did something really cool, Zach Williams, who was raised in Northeast Arkansas, raised in Jonesboro. You know, he did Zach Williams and the Reformation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of like the the follow up to Further Down with some buddies uh, of mine who were in Further Down, and they toured and they traveled and they went all over the country and stuff like that. And then Zach kind of segued over into the Christian space, and he just recently appeared at the Grand Ole Opry. Which is awesome, it's, right? Yeah, it's major. Like he's in Nashville, mm-hmm. he's at the Opry. This is Zach Williams from something they just posted from Opry Live. Here's Zach Williams. If you believe it, and you receive it, if you can feel it, somebody testify. This is Jonesboro at the Opera. Amazing. This 
So if you want to check that out, Zach Williams, Opry Live, you can search that on YouTube. Also, this is more big news musically for Arkansas. There's another big show that's been announced yeah. for Simmons Bank Arena, North Little Rock, on April the 26th. This is going to be massive, Kevin. Really? What is it? It's this. So get ready. Baby Shark Live comes to Simmons Bank Arena, North Little Rock, on April the 26th. And tickets go on sale this coming Friday morning at 10 a.m., at Ticketmaster.com. Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 2002, and Steve Holy had the number one song in country music on this day. Good morning, beautiful. How was your night? Mine was wonderful with you by my side when I Open my eyes and see your sweet face. It's a good morning, beautiful day. 20 years ago, Steve Holy, Good Morning Beautiful was number one on this day in 2002. Brandon Baxter in the morning. I doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It's February the 23rd. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well... She's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. We have Country Music News today on Sam Hunt. No matter where I go, no matter what I do, I'll never be 23 with anyone but you. All right, so Sam Hunt is in the news. If you heard the show or the podcast yesterday, you heard that Sam Hunt's wife, Hannah Lee Fowler, has filed for divorce. Uh, She's citing adultery, inappropriate marital conduct, all the different stuff. So here's what's interesting about this. Number one, she's pregnant and is due to have a baby in May. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew she was pregnant, I don't think. Uh, And now the story is, is that she went back 24 hours after filing for divorce and uh, withdrew the divorce filing. Hmm. So nobody knows exactly what's going on, what caused her to do that. Was it just a a quick decision when she's like, I'm done with this. Mm -hmm. I'm getting a divorce. And then she thought better about it. Nobody really knows the story other than Hannah Lee Fowler went back to the courtroom and withdrew the divorce filing against Sam Hunt. We have country music news today on the upcoming ACM Awards. So more performers have been announced for the 2022 ACM Awards, which are happening March 7th. And so far we know we have performing Marin Morris, Walker Hayes, Thomas Rhett, Brothers Osborne, Jordan Davis, Luke Bryan, and Mitchell Tenpenny. And now also heading to the ACM stage, Chris Young. I've got some famous friends you probably never Also performing Jason Aldean. That's the trouble with a Performing at the ACMs, Kane Brown. And how can you have the ACMs without a performance from the Chief, Eric Church? Also, it's been a second. We're going to get to hear Carrie Underwood perform. So, Dolly Parton, Kelsey Ballerini, they'll be hosting. There's going to be 20 total performances, so it sounds like it's going to be a good time. It's the 2022 ACM Awards, March 7th. All right, country music news today on Dustin Lynch. I was just thinking about that weekend. I don't come and make, and 
So Dustin Lynch is out doing uh, publicity for his new album called Blue in the Sky. Uh, he's talking about one of his favorite guilty pleasures, and that is a DQ snack. Okay. Dustin Lynch admits that he loves the Snickers Blizzard. Ooh, so if you're a fan, I like to get the turtle one. That's my favorite one. I like Heath Bar. Yeah, Heath is so good, mm-hmm. too. Snickers would be good. Butterfinger's good. Kai likes the cotton candy. Mm-hmm. As you can tell, we like the blizzards at the DQ. Uh, so anyway, also, Dustin's talking about one of the songs on his new album. His mother's favorite is a song called Something That Makes You Smile. And the idea is is that in life, life is short. We need to enjoy the moments. We need to enjoy the people. Dustin says when he heard this song the first time, he knew this was going to be a hit because the message was right, and it made him think about his friends and going back home. Again, the song is called Something That Makes You Smile. Here's a sneak peek at new stuff from Dustin Lynch. If it's drowning up beer, drinking buddies, tell stories you always tell. Oh, a three-dollar ticket on a Friday night last to see a home team give them hell. You're only here for a little while to do something that makes you smile. Something that makes you smile. New stuff from Dustin Lynch. That's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show. She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. Here's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. Did you know caterpillars have about 4,000 muscles in their bodies? Humans only have around 650. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize we had that many muscles. And that muscles can be that little. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know? I did know that. Oh, you did? Okay. Did you know if you ride on a float in the Mardi Gras parade in New Orleans, you're legally required to wear a mask? A carnival mask, not a COVID KN95 mask. Really? Yeah, because it's Mardi Gras. So they want everybody coming Uh up. That sounds safe. Did you know the song, One Week... By Bare Naked Ladies was the number one song on the Billboard charts in 1998 for exactly one week, like really? the song says. And it was only the Bare Naked Ladies song that ever hit number one. You mean this one right here? It's been one week yep. you looked at me. Come on. Cocked your head to the side and said I'm angry. Oh, yeah. Five days since you laughed at me. Come saying, on. get back together, come back and see me. Three days since the living room. I realized it's all my fault, but couldn't tell you. Yesterday. You've forgiven me, but it'll still be two days till I say I'm sorry. If you didn't know, now you know. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, I wanted to uh, I want to call out Kelly real quick because she had, had created a moment... Uh, And she's really created this whole thing with my wife where it's like we have Kai, who's 12. Oh, come on. And we have Kelly, who's 44. (laughs) So, and really this all started when when Kelly fell out, when she was shopping in Target and all of a sudden decided to head dive Uh into the concrete. And everybody was like, what happened? And then we were like, oh, no, she didn't eat for seven days. And she's been drinking energy drinks. Okay. I don't like it when you embellish a little bit. Just slightly, though. Uh-huh. So anyway, so we, we have this concern about, oh my gosh, is Kelly okay? So I guess my wife has a tendency to over-check in. Almost like Kelly is going to prom, 
and my wife is the person who's going to make sure the chaperone, everything's okay. Yeah. So there was a point last night where Leslie looked over and she said, have you heard from Kelly today? And I'm like, well, not since we left work. Yeah. Right. Uh, which is kind of normal. Right. And she's like, well, I haven't heard back from her since like 2.45. And this is about 8 o'clock. Yeah. By 8.30, she's like, do you think she's okay? <laughs> By 8.45, she says, I'm thinking about sending you to her house to check on her. I said, Leslie, I don't believe that her not texting you back is is cause enough for a welfare check. She is so sweet. I said, we really don't need to just roll up at her house. She's like, well, you can just go by and see if she's home. And I said, but that's kind of weird because she hasn't. It's not like she's missing. Kelly? Right. <laughs> Are you okay? You didn't text Leslie back. Just want to make sure you're okay. You know what's crazy is I got home yesterday. I don't know what it was. I was so tired. And typically if it's past if I get home past 4 o'clock, I am not going to take a nap because that messes everything up and I won't be able to sleep to get up at 3.45 the next morning. But I don't know what happened. Uh, I think she texted me. I sent her a message earlier yesterday morning. She texted me back and asked me a question. And in between that, I fell asleep. And I slept so hard last night. I slept like from 4 o'clock to about 9.35. Oh, my god! And then I woke up thinking that I was late for work because everything was dark. Yeah. And it took me a second to realize, you know, what time it was. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I guess I needed that. And then I had like 70 missed calls and text messages. My mom, my brother, Leslie. Yeah. And so I text Leslie back immediately because I knew. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I was asleep, but I didn't hear back from her. So I was like, yeah, I think she went to sleep. She did go to bed, but we had this whole concern. We almost sent the watch party over to make sure Kelly was okay. A you welfare know what? check. I'll just start checking in with her, maybe hourly. Do you think, think that yeah. that would help? Set an alarm a little bit. I said, Leslie, why don't you just call instead of sending me over there? I'm not gonna call. <laughs> like you're not gonna call, but you're gonna send me across town to check on her. Yeah. So. Well, she's very sweet. Thank you for at least somebody in your family yeah. is concerned and worried about me. Yeah, I was thinking I was about to get a day off, but evidently oh, not. Brandon <laughs> Baxter, rude. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. So two men went to a subway in New Orleans and they were eating dinner. So they ate their sandwiches and then they went back up to the counter and they held the place up. They pulled guns, demanded the money out of the register, and then they ran off. And they're still on the loose, so it's unclear how much they got away with and if the police have any suspects. The cashier was not hurt, but just imagine walking up, you go through the ordering process like, I'd like an Italian herb and cheese bread, nope, green peppers, yes, toasted, please. You sit there and eat, and then you sit there and decide, uh, like, you know, do you think that the the cash register has money in it? Let's go rob the place. Mm. Who does that? bad man but speaking of eating a good sandwich from subway what kind of sandwich is always cold Ooh, i have no idea what is it a burger yeah yeah and there's even more proof that people are crazy brandon baxter in the morning and kelly perry i have one question for you are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to you. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. 
Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today. It's Wednesday, February 23rd of 2022. Local birthdays, local celebrities, here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Will Oswald, who celebrates today. Happy birthday, Will. Sportscaster, broadcaster, friend of ours. Happy birthday to uh, Will the Thrill. One of the Will the Thrills. I know a couple of Will the Thrills. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or I call him Willie Will. Sometimes I'm not Willie sure Will. if he enjoys that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Oswalt celebrates his birthday today, so happy birthday. Uh, Sophia Nitschie is turning four years old today. Happy birthday from mom and dad. Jackie Rojas of Jonesboro celebrates. How about Coach Sammy Lewis Jr.? MacArthur Junior High, coaching basketball over there. He's celebrating. Happy birthday, Sammy. Agneta Sabrava. Of Jonesboro celebrates Kimberly Roberts from Jonesboro. Elliot Kemp is celebrating from Jonesboro from Wendy and Maddie. Tanya Holden of Jonesboro. Barbara Tate from Jonesboro. Val Suarez of Marion is celebrating. And Sandy Malone of Manila. This is happy birthday from Brandon and the rest of your family. So happy birthday. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all. And you celebrate with these celebrities. Dakota Fanning is not so little anymore. She's 28 wow. today. She's on The Alienist, The Runaways, and Jane in the Twilight movies. Happy birthday to Emily Blunt, who is 39. She's in A Quiet Place. Uh, she also stars with The Rock in the Jungle Cruise movie, and she's the wife of John Krasinski. Yeah. Happy birthday to Aziz Ansari, who is 39. That's Tom Haverford on Parks and Rec. Happy birthday to Damon John, who is 53. He's been on uh, he's been on Shark Star and also the founder and CEO of FUBU. Okay. Happy birthday to Kristen Davis, who is 57. That's Charlotte on Sex and the City. Brad Whitford is 70, to, 70 today from Aerosmith. Is it crazy that one of the guys in Aerosmith is 70? Yes. Happy birthday to Brad Whitford of Aerosmith, who celebrates today. Come on. Brad Whitford turning 70. Happy birthday today to Patricia Richardson, who is 71. Brandon, that was Tim Allen's wife, Jill Taylor, on Home Improvement. She's 71? She's 71 today. She's older than Brad Whitford of Aerosmith? <laughs> yes. What the heck? No. And happy birthday today to Steve Holy, who's 50. Good morning, beautiful. How was your night? Mine was wonderful with you. I think you should let everyone know that you sing this to your wife every morning. Yeah, I do. So, Steve Holy celebrating his birthday today. That song was also number one on this day in 2002. So, that's a pretty cool thing for him. Mm -hmm. There was that one awkward time where I called my wife and I meant to play Good Morning Beautiful, Mm -hmm. and I accidentally played this Steve Holy song. I got a brand. Y'all, that didn't go over too well. Yeah, that was a legit accident. Uh, I don't think it was a legit accident. It was. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend, Steve Holy, who turns 50 today. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So we mentioned today is Pink Day. It's all about uh, bullying and anti-bullying, those messages that are out there, which I think is super important. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I thought as a kid, because I got bullied quite a bit in middle school, junior high, stuff like that, 
I figured that stuff ends at school. That's like the, you move on. Yeah, that's the sad thing. Uh, it's like almost like you you move into a spot when you're an adult where it feels like an adult junior high or high school, yeah. and you still deal with some of that stuff. It's in the workplace, yeah. bullying in the workplace, all that different stuff. So today, the deal is the vision is is we wear pink today, which basically says, hey, we're going to stand up for the people who get bullied. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the whole deal started with uh, I guess it was a young man who wore a pink shirt to school at one point and got bullied because the shirt was pink, and yeah. typically it's a girl's color, right? And, so now the deal is, hey, for those of us who want to say stop bullying, we're going to wear pink all day today. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. Get out there and show your support. Yeah, don't be scared to speak up and say something to somebody if they're being mean to one of your friends. And think about this. Think about the bully, right? Because I think about the people who bullied me in school. It was because I was little and I had long hair and, and all that stuff. Uh, but the truth is, if you look back at them, you know they were probably um, somewhat insecure in their own right. That's the reason they were picking on other people. Yeah. And then at the same point... Uh, if you are a bully, just realize there's a bigger bully out there somewhere. Yes. And you're not going to want to be Mm-mm. bullied, so don't bully other people. Uh, that's why today is National Pink Day. It's all about bullying and bullying awareness. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the good doctor. He's the one that makes you He's the one they call He is our very own regional Dr. Feelgood, Dr. Shane Spites. He's the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine in Arkansas State. Good morning, Dr. Feelgood. Good morning. I'm, I'm glad I love that song. <laughs> yeah, we're going to beat it to death. So. Um, That's great. Here's, here's That's great. really great news, and because Shane and I kind of addressed this right before we came on the air. Uh, COVID news, there is COVID news out there. We're going to touch on that briefly. We're not going to go real long on it because most of the news and the trends are pretty good. Uh, and then we're going to kind of move on into how the gum disease can actually – uh, cause problems for you outside of just your oral care. And we're going to talk about that and how maybe taking good care of your teeth, brushing your teeth could help you with cancer. Ooh. So before we get there, Shane, COVID numbers in Arkansas, we're still seeing a fall, right? We absolutely are. We're averaging about 900 cases a day in the state of Arkansas. Now, here's the deal. That's still about twice as high as it was before we started the Omicron wave. And, you know, everything's relative. I know you know, everybody's feeling great about this. There's obviously less mask wearing. People are feeling like, okay, I'm getting back to normal. And I, and I think we should be moving that direction. I know even here at the medical school, we're moving in that direction as well. We're going to start relaxing some of our guidelines in the March because we feel really good about the numbers. But just remember, we still have, you know, 900 and something cases a day in the state of Arkansas. Now, yeah. hopefully over the next uh, several weeks or so, that will continue to decline. When I look at other countries that are getting past this, they're all going down too. The UK, Israel, South uh, South Africa, where a lot of this started, all those are trending down. So we're moving in the right direction. Some people may have heard, you may be watching the news that are kind of watching this closely, about a different variant. Yeah. Um, it's a subvariant of Omicron. So Omicron, not to get too technical, is a BA.1. This is a BA.2, um, and it's a it's an Omicron variant, but it's a subvariant. 
it's a it's it's starting to kind of pick up a little steam. But here's the deal: if you were infected with Omicron, you should be fine. If you're vaccinated yeah. and boosted, you should be fine. Actually, it works better. The vaccines and the boosters work better against this BA two variant mm. than the original. So. Not really worried. We're watching it. Not really worried about it at this time. It's just something that's on our radar. Just some people are wondering about that. So we did an event the other night, and uh, and we've been to a couple of different places. And I know at one point, like in the middle of December, when I told you, hey, I didn't wear my mask, you kind of chastised me quite a bit because it was in the height <laughs> of Omicron and I was out without a mask. Uh, we've done a, a number of events and hosted some things. I'm sure you've seen my photos and probably shrugged at them. Um, but there really are. I mean, there aren't very many masks out there and we're seeing case numbers drop continuously. Does that mean, I mean, that we can, most of us general population, unless we're going to be in a small room with somebody for an elongated period of, uh, period of time, are we pretty good right now? Yeah, for the most part we are. And I think what you're, you're going to see the CDC come out They're They're kind of grappling with their own information, their own data right now, their own guidelines, I think you're going to see them in the next uh, few weeks or so, you're going to see them relax a lot of their guidance as well, um, recognizing that, okay, we're really on the back end of this. Uh, you know, people need a break. Yes, there are still people getting infected, not near what it used to be, not seeing near the hospitalizations. Our hospitalizations here in Arkansas have dropped like a rock, mm-hmm. um, and which is great. Now our healthcare uh, teams are getting a much-needed break. Um, and so that, yeah, I, I think... By all intents and purposes, we are certainly, you know, continuing to move in that right direction. And I would see, I would expect to see relaxation of a lot of these recommendations from the state and federal government. Dr. Shane Spites with us this morning. One more COVID thing, then we're going to move on. Because uh, I read this morning about how with air travel, people who fly, the mask mandate is about to be ended next month for people who fly. Some of the people who are uh, on those flights, right, some of the people who are flight attendants are like, hey, this might not be the time. It might be too early. What do you, what's your take on that for people who get in those small tubes and fly through the sky? You know, it's funny. We The data was mixed early on about air travel. And first it was like, you know, oh, gosh, yeah, if some, one person in the plane's got it, then half the plane's going to get it. And then when you started looking at it, the information really was, wasn't too bad in air travel because of the way that the air is circulated throughout the cabin. And so for the most part – you're probably, even if you're unmasked, those people are probably don't get infected unless you're really close around somebody just because of the way that the hmm. air moves and how it's recirculated, you know, with the outside um, and through the filtration system of the airplane. So it's it's actually not that bad. You would think you're closed up in this tube, mm-hmm. but, but really, you know, there's, um, like I said, there's airflow in there. And that's what the biggest thing we've taught that we've seen throughout all of this is airflow and how, you know, in classrooms and things like that you can have windows open and move air across the classroom and it dramatically reduces the risk of infections in those areas and and that's true one of the initial things we talked about doing was eventually getting to a point where we got to talk medicine and health and it wasn't all covid and i think today's kind of a great introduction and maybe a a leaping off point to do that you mentioned there was something out uh, this week on gum disease and how taking care of your oral health could lead to lower cancer risk for colon cancer. How in the world is that possible? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the new study came out about three days ago or so, and actually confirmed some other studies that we've been seeing um, that individuals that had periodontal disease or gum disease or disease um, of the teeth and of the gums had a 50% increase of colorectal cancer or colon cancer compared to those that didn't. Um, this is not new information. We've actually seen other studies, but it confirms information that we have out there. 
Um, and there's also, they've, there's been other studies that have linked periodontal disease to Alzheimer's and dementia. Oh, and wow. so what nice. we're, and we'll talk more about this, um, you know, in coming segments, but we're learning more and more about how important that microbiome is, or really the, 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 the good bacteria, so to speak, that are in your gut and in your body and how they kind of keep things in balance. And so when you have the periodontal disease, you can have invasion of the bad bacteria, so to speak, that can cause infections, can cause inflammation, um, obviously can cause tooth decay, can cause gum disease. And so this is just one of those things. And just another reason, you know, your mom was, was right on many levels, but another reason why you should be brushing your teeth regularly, um, not only to prevent, obviously, cavities and gum disease, but even overall health in terms of risk of cancer and dementia later in life. God, so interesting. And it's something that I think many of us probably don't really think about. We think, hey, we want our teeth to look good when we smile in a picture or when we talk to somebody up close. But I don't think we're thinking about the long-term uh, side effects of not taking good care of your oral health. And the other piece, too, and, and, and I'll be honest, I, you know, I, I was not good at this either. During the pandemic, people put a lot of that off. Yeah. And so if you have not been to the dentist, if you have not been making those regular appointments uh, to your dentist's office, you need to be doing that. And this is the time to do it. Cases are going down. Make that appointment uh, because it really is important to your overall health. Man, great stuff right there from Dr. Shane Spites. He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. So for future doctors, Dr. Shane Spites is right there for you. <laughs> How can people find out more about uh, the NYIT clinic and and, uh, and the school? Because obviously, you know, uh, we would love for this to be something that everybody, you know, would knew about and, and knew that they could train for here locally. But I think, you know, as time goes on, there's still people who are figuring out there's this great medical school right here local. Yeah, I appreciate that. And so that, that's, that's, that's funny that you say that. Obviously, when we first started the medical school, our intent, as it still is, is focusing on the students and make sure we graduate great physicians. Yeah. But really just um, actually what you're going to have happen here in the next year is you're going to have, because I know of two individuals in particular that were born and raised in Jonesboro, went to school, K-12, graduated from a, from a school here in Jonesboro, went mm-hmm. to Arkansas State University, attended our medical school, and are now in training here at one of our hospitals and will be uh, graduating as internal medicine physicians without ever leaving wow. the Jonesboro city limits. That so is, that's really cool yeah, that's you know, to, think about, to think about that in terms of what we can do for, our, for Jonesboro, for our region, for just this entire area. Um, so, so I appreciate that shout-out. Uh, we have a website. Uh, nyt.edu backslash Arkansas. You can get more information on that. Um, I do want to, I want to follow up on a piece that you said was in terms of the ice coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, in, individuals, older individuals need to be careful out. You, you don't have to always get the mail or get the paper. <laughs> so be careful. That's one that when I worked in the emergency room, it never failed. You'd always get multiple hip fractures on those mornings yeah. where, where ice or sleet came in. So, um, just be, please be careful out there driving and be careful even in your own yards. He and is, the last question I have for you, Brandon, if yeah, you don't mind. Sure. Uh oh. Oh gosh. So, and I, I listen quite a bit to you guys. So, mm-hmm. yesterday mm-hmm. or day before, you were talking about the birthday for the singer for Plain White Tees. Yeah. Right. Sure. Your good friend, Tom Higginson, my good friend. Your good friend. So, yes. And that's actually what I want to ask because I, I listen to you a lot. You've got a lot of good friends. Doesn't you know, he? Doesn't know? he? I mean, like, so when you say good friend, is it like, like, hey, I could text him and like he texts back, say, hey, Brandon, you know, 
Yeah, let's go hang out. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Shane, what does that mean? Shane, that's what he wants you to to believe. No, you, I, I believe it. No, here's the deal. I'm a believer. Like, I'm, I mean, he's he's. I'm a fan. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like Brandon's the man. All right, both of his hands just went up in the air. All right, he is Doctor Feelgood himself. He's putting me in an awkward situation to have to explain myself. That's what the good doctor does. Hey, man, it's great to talk to you about something other than just COVID this week, and we'll look forward to doing this with you every week as we move forward. You too, guys. You have a great week. You too. Hey, you too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show now. Back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Eva Barrett from Nettleton, a senior at Nettleton, who is the co-chair this year of the Prom Fashion Show. The Chain Reaction Youth Council is raising money for Make a Wish this year with the Prom Fashion Show, and hey, we're excited to be a part of this, and we're not too far away from it, are we? No, sir. It's going to be on March 5th at 7 p.m. Yep. So the Brooklyn Auditorium, we've done this there for so many years now of of the prom fashion mm-hmm. show. And I know at one point we kind of had a date scheduled and Omicron hit and we had to kind of move some dates. And so here we are. Still time for people to make plans to join us on March the 5th for the biggest prom yes. event in Northeast Arkansas, the prom fashion show, which for, for you, how many years have you been a part of this show? I've been a part of it for three years. My first year, I was just on it as a council member. And then last year, I was sub-chair. And then this year, I took over as co-chair. What made you, as uh, somebody who's in school, and obviously you're busy anyway, but what made you want to jump in with the Chain Reaction Youth Council? Um, uh, well, it was a nonprofit, and I really liked that. And I really wanted to get involved because I've always loved doing stuff within the community. Mm-hmm. And so I really wanted to get involved. And my sister was a part of this organization, and I just got to see all the great things that they got to do. So I just joined, and since then, it's been really great. So as you guys have looked at, at kind of where the money was going to go, obviously the Chain Reaction Youth Council is is youth-led, and, and you guys have raised money for different organizations over the years. This year's prom fashion show is uh, going to benefit Make-A-Wish. Yes, sir. So why was Make-A-Wish something that you guys wanted to jump in? Have you guys ever been a part of the wish process? Do you know somebody who's who's been granted a wish? What made that kind of a deal for y'all? Um, well, our schools, every year that I've been a part of Nettleton, we've always done something for Make-A-Wish. And so that's always been something that's like hit home to be able to be a part of that. Yeah. And then I personally don't know anybody who's had their wish granted but my sister has helped grant a wish, and then my co-chair did know somebody who got their wish granted. So it was really important to both of us to be able to donate to this organization just because, like, to us, it was the one that hit closest to home. Yeah. Well, I've had the chance to be a part of wishes and see wishes and, and all of that, and the emotion that you get when it's a surprise and all of a sudden, you know, somebody's Somebody's dream gets to come true and right there in the flesh. And that's what we're doing on March the 5th, Brooklyn at the auditorium. We're going to be doing the March of uh, the uh, prom fashion show for make a wish. And, and as we look at this, uh, even, you know, you're talking about all these different high school students uh, in years past, this has been something where there's been people from schools all around the listening area who have been a part of this. Are you seeing that in 2022? Yes. Um, we have a, Student, we have all kinds of models from 
Jonesboro, Valley View, Nettleton, um, Westside. So it's very spread out. It's just, it's a really good group of models. So let's talk about the show aspect of it because, you know, Kelly and I have been lucky enough to have been invited back to to get to host this. But this is about, you know, the the silliness that we're going to do, the information that we're going to share. We're going to raise money for Make-A-Wish. But this really is a fun presentation as well because, I mean, you think about this. There's a bunch of high school students who get dressed up <laughs> in their favorite dresses and tuxes, and it's a really beautiful event to look at, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. The show uh, they get to, uh, we are having store sponsors. We have Jessica's, Men in Black, Orville's, Daughter's Boutique in Paragold, and uh, Steamroller Blues. That's going to be great. So we got, we've gotten to add different aspects that we haven't added before with the after prom wear, which from Steamrollers that we're really excited about and really grateful that they're donating. So Eva, y'all do really cool like choreographed numbers. Who comes up with all of those dance moves? Um, this year we have several different choreographers. I'm one of them. Men in Black's owner, Seth, is choreographing their <laughs> yep, Men in Black number. Of course, and that's yeah. always a hit. Uh-huh. Um, our other choreographers include Ashley Tabor, Paige King, Gabe awesome. White, Savannah Tinsley, Lily Bullington, Sanaya Mitchell. That's pretty cool. So if people want to grab tickets, I know there's still going to be tickets available as we prepare for uh, the prom fashion show. How can people grab tickets and come out there and support you students? So if you want, you can find all information for tickets on our social media pages, as well as being able to message our social media page to hook you up. And then we also are selling tickets at the door on the night of. It's always a fun event. It is the prom fashion show this year benefiting Make-A-Wish. It happens on March the 5th. If people want to to find you guys on the socials, what's the the best way to search you guys? Um, on Instagram, it's C-R-Y-C underscore underscore. Okay. And then on Facebook, it's Chain Reaction Youth Council. All right. Eva Bear joins us this morning uh, from Nettleton representing the Prom Fashion Show, again, that happens on March the 5th. And we'll see you out there. We're looking forward to it, okay? All right, thank you. All right, have a great morning. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Audrey Gwynn, who is representing the United Way of Northeast Arkansas. Audrey, how do we find you this morning? Hey, doing good. We're excited to be on here this morning to hopefully promote our contest we're doing, fundraiser, all the things this morning. So let me go ahead and just be, let's go ahead and do the full disclosure. Audrey is married to Blake Gwynn, who did sports for a long time in Northeast Arkansas. Have you had to wake him up today or is he lazing around or what's up with him? (laughs) No, no, he's actually, he's on the eight to five game. You know, when we got married, he decided that we love sports. We love the media, but you work all the time. Yeah. And so we jumped on the eight to five game. So he actually left for work probably like seven fifteen this morning. Oh, so wow. he he gets up before I do actually, which is surprising. But <laughs> but weren't you saying he does bankers hours, which means he should be done by noon? Oh. Yes, and I take <laughs> off all the time. Don't get her in trouble. <laughs> 
I love them to death. But, I mean, really, if you're going to get into banking, you need to know how to play golf. That's my number one tip of the day. For See? anybody that wants to get into banking, you need to learn how to play golf. Yeah, you, who, need, who even needs math and the numbers when you know how to oh, play golf? Wow. <laughs> yes. Hey, though, it's pretty cool because you've been a part of United Way for a long time. I remember talking to you about United Way stuff, you know, back in the early days of the Breakfast Club. And and here we are with NEA Sings going on. And I've seen a bunch of stuff on social media over the last uh, little bit about NEA Sings. So let's talk about what this competition is and how this helps United Way. So this is a competition we actually started last year um, when we couldn't do our live events because of COVID, everyone's favorite thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, we started this and it took place of one of our live events and it's a complete virtual singing competition where we um, cast the area looking for local artists that would be interested in participating to win, in my opinion, a pretty awesome prize pack. Um, and everything gets posted virtually on Facebook. So it's at NEA Sings is our Facebook page, but we asked them to send us videos of them singing. Um, it can be original songs. It can be cover songs. Um, and we post them to our Facebook page, and then we have our viewers, which is what we're wanting to talk about today, um, tune in, watch the competition as it goes along each week, and help us determine a winner through voting. Um, so the way we're raising our money, this is a fundraiser for the United Way, right. is through sponsorships and through voting throughout the contest, helping us determine a winner um, at the very end. It's kind of like a, a bracket-style competition where we go and we unfortunately have to eliminate people throughout each week. So we finally come up with a winner um, that's going to win an awesome prize pack. I can say that real fast so we're going to get a um we're going to we're giving away a thousand dollar grand prize wow we're giving away um performance they're going to get a performance music video produced by anthem pictures a recording session at backbeat music um including the songs the setup and and a producer wow they're going to get a photo shoot with james bickham and then to me the coolest thing especially if you're an upcoming artist somebody that really wants to break out is the center stage performance at the next downtown Jones for a barbecue festival. Wow. So that's for the winner. So, that's an awesome that's an awesome yes. prize pack right there. Yeah, so we're we are so thankful for our sponsors um, to help us put that package together and help us do this. Um, last year we raised fifty one thousand dollars for the United Way. Oh wow. And which is incredible because the United Way supports several different nonprofits. That's the cool thing about the United Way is that it's not just one organization. It's not just one, you know, avenue of people getting money. They support so many different entities of people that are needing help and assistance um, through supporting local nonprofits in our area, but then the United Way also does things themselves as well. Um, so a, a lot of reason to give, in my sure. opinion. Um no, and you're going to go there and you're going to see that, number one, you're going to be exposed to maybe some some local artists that you didn't even know played around here, and you're going to find some music you really enjoy. Yes. And you're also probably going to stumble upon some friends who you didn't realize mm-hmm. had this musical ability, but they're in the middle of this yes. bracket-style contest. You need to go and vote for them and give those dollars. Yeah, we've had some teachers participate. We have a group from Nelson High School called Chieftain Lane Revival that have been incredible. Um, we've had some young high school kids participate. We have some 
college kids participating in the age brackets kind of all over the place on participation. And each round we have different things. So this upcoming round is going to be next week. We're technically in the second round of our competition. We're calling it the Sweet 16, like an NCAA bracket. Um, It's going to be, we're calling it the three M's. It's musicals, Motown, or Mo Originals. Mo Originals. Original. So we 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 came up with that last night on the Facebook Live we did. Yeah. Um, but so you can the artists are going to pick between those three categories and what kind of song they want to sing. So we make it fun. Yeah. Um. The la- the last round we were like y'all since it's the first round you can sing any song you want. It can be a cover, original, you know, whatever whatever they're comfortable with. Um. And then that. Rounds like the second, third, and so on. We'll we'll typically do some kind of theme. Like um, we've done decade themes. Last year we did um, let's see, decades. We did TV show theme songs. We did it kind of to me. It kind of tests the artist a little bit because they may they may not be used to singing, um, you know, in one of those categories. So it it kind of it gives them a little bit of practice and exposure in another category. And so it's it's a lot of fun. Um, to sit back and watch. And so we, we really hope we can get a lot of viewership um, and help us determine that winner by casting your votes. One dollar equals one vote for yep. these artists. So the more dollars we put on there, the more votes that they get. And hopefully they'll get to the final round and win that big grand prize. And I'm looking at the bracket and the whole way the website's mm-hmm. designed right now. Again, you can go to uwnea.org basically united way nea so it's uwnea.org slash nea sings or at nea sings on the socials and audrey we hope you guys have a lot of success you raise a great amount of money for united way and this sounds like a a really fun and creative way to to do a fundraiser and get so many local people involved and uh we just want people to go and vote watch and see what you guys are doing absolutely thank you guys so much and i really do hope we get some more people on there next week to help us determine the winner because that prize package is incredible. And I mean, we're not just going to give it away to anybody. Yep. So we need to, we need some help in determining who we're going to pick. It's hard. These artists are so good. It is so hard to pick. And you're going to know people when you go and check them out. NEA sings on social media, or again, that website is uwnea.org and you can click on NEA sings uh, right there on the homepage. You did a great job this morning. Uh, tell your husband we said hello, and best of luck next week. I sure will. Thank you, guys. All right, we'll talk to you later. Audrey Gwynn joins us this morning on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. Joined this morning by our staff meteorologist, Sarah Tipton, for a long-form discussion on what's about to happen with this weather. You know, we hear the the little weather hits that you're going to give us throughout the morning. We hear kind of what you're saying, but I wanted to dive in deeper because, you know, it was like 24, 26 hours ago, uh, yesterday morning, we're dealing with tornadoes and tornado warnings. And now today we're talking winter storm warning. It, it, we're on that carousel of spring weather. So oh. meteorologically speaking, spring actually starts March 1st. So okay. we are... Um, six days away from spring officially beginning in the weather world. (laughs) Think about that. And when that happens, we see these swings in temperature, warm and cold. And what's happening right now is the jet stream is fighting with Arctic air and warm southerly air from uh, 
the equator. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens in the spring. You've got the air masses that are trying to move um, north, and they've they basically get into a, a wrestling match. Yeah, just put come it in on. a term you'd understand. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please simplify it. Yes. Break it all the way down for me so I'll understand what's happening. <laughs> okay. So we've got a big trough, which is a dip in the jet stream that also has um, an upper level low associated with it. And with that, we've got um, southerly and southwest flow in the upper levels of the atmosphere, which is bringing in deep moisture. Mm-hmm. And I know people hate that word, moist, but yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, it's, the atmosphere is very wet right now. Um, deep moisture coming in from the Gulf of Mexico. Those two things meet, and we could see, well, this time of year, winter weather. Um, we have a lot of precipitable water in the atmosphere over the next 24 to 36 hours. Precipitable water is water that will precipitate out of the atmosphere and to the ground. Now, unfortunately, we are not far enough north with this system that we will see snowfall. Mm. This is going to be an ice event for us. So we have warm air aloft and cold air at the surface. Um, That warm air is coming in from the southwest along with that moisture. And we've got that cold air at the surface. It's not very deep. so. What that means is, um, what that means is, we are going to see freezing rain. Um, rainfall hits the surface; it accumulates. Now, the big deal for us is temperature through the day today. We're going to stay mostly above freezing for the majority of the day if we're along Crowley's Ridge and to the east to the Mississippi River. Um, that's going to hinder that freezing rain a couple of hours. Um, once the rain starts later this afternoon. I think for us, this event begins between 3 and 5 p.m. And then as the sun sets, of course, temperature drops. It's also going to drop because of evaporative cooling. So as the rain falls, it cools the air. um, And that is going to cause that temperature to drop, ice to accumulate. And we're going to see anywhere um, from a quarter to a half inch of ice, anywhere from, say, the foothills of the Ozarks, to Crowley's Ridge, and it begins to taper off as you go farther southeast towards, say, Wynn and uh, Marion, okay? Um, I think the heaviest coverage of ice is going to be kind of anywhere from Mountain View to Mountain Home on into southern Missouri and western Kentucky, so just outside of our listening area. that You could see a little bit more than a half inch of ice in some locations, of course, this could also be one of those convectively enhanced rain events, and that means heavier rain means more ice accumulation. I do think we are going to see some sleet mix in for some people. That's going to be good. You know, what happened a couple of weeks ago, we were expecting a lot of ice. The sleet mixed in. The only bad thing about sleet is that it gets slicker than snot, and it's harder to drive on. So <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that's, that's a very scientific term. No, yeah. Um, Ice is bad for power outages. Sleet is bad for travel. So we have to wait and see exactly what happens with this event. And that temperature is going to drive what we see, whether it's all freezing rain or some sleet mixing in. I really think we are going to see some sleet mixed in. So that will limit our ice accumulations and, um, that will be good for power outages, but not the best for getting around area over the next couple of days. Now, 
on the plus side, I think tomorrow and Friday, our temperatures will get above freezing. And so that's going to be good, especially tomorrow afternoon as we see a switch from the freezing rain over to all rain and maybe at the tail end, some snowflakes mix in. So the big question mark then becomes kind of what the temperature is between three and five this afternoon. That's exactly right. If Hmm. we drop below freezing, so 32 to 30 degrees, that freezing rain starts and that's when roads become pretty dicey. So for that drive home, I think is going to be crucial for everybody. Yeah. So it's 29 right now with the wind chill. It feels like 18. And uh, so as a meteorologist to go through this, uh, let's say 26 hours of boom, here's, here's tornadoes and people waking up to sirens going off to boom. Here's the chance of a winter storm. Uh, I would think this isn't all that normal to do that within 26 hours. It's, Unusual, for sure. <laughs> it's not. It's not absolutely out of the question. Um, this is kind of a pattern that you see a little farther north um, in the springtime, um, and it's kind of shifted to the south. And generally, you would see a little bit more snowfall with this kind of system, but that is not the case because it's farther south, and so that means, unfortunately, ice. I guess you could now call this part of the country. Um, <laughs> tornado ice alley. <laughs> Lucky yeah. us, right? Lucky us. Right? But thankfully, they're not ice tornadoes. No, that, no. <laughs> that sounds like a, a sharknado. Yeah. Like yeah. something that would be on sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, if anybody's going to figure it out, it'll be Arkansas right mm-hmm. here in this little area. Yeah. We'll try to figure yeah. that out. <laughs> so we'll watch that throughout the day, of course. Uh, you know, we put you into working overdrive on days like this, and uh, we'll check back in with you as we go throughout the day just to Stay up to date on what's happening, but if you were going to use your your um, you know your crystal ball to predict tomorrow, would you assume that we're going to see a bunch of closures at least early in the morning tomorrow? Yes, for sure. I think I think that we will definitely see closures tomorrow. Um, some schools will probably go into that last AMI day. Uh, don't be surprised if if that happens. All right, she is the staff meteorologist. She is Sarah Tipton, and. Of course, we always appreciate uh, the chance to chat with you, and we'll talk to you again as we go throughout the day. All right. Sounds great. Y'all call me anytime. All right. Have a great morning. You too. Bye, guys. Sarah Tipton on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. All right. We're joined this morning by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend, he is our best friend, and he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program, Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care, back with Wet Nose Wednesday. Good morning, Doc. What are you doing this morning? Hey, we're starting to work, kind of coming in a little slow so far, but I think people are keeping their eye on the weather, so we'll we'll see a, a few clients this morning. Yeah, so did you wake up with the tornado warning and your phone going off yesterday morning? Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> we had chaos from right off the jump because, you know, I'd been up for a minute and I was kind of watching the weather and then mm-hmm. boom, that thing hit. And all of a sudden within seconds, like literally my wife has never moved faster in her life. She and Kai both <laughs> came running out of uh, their bedrooms and came in like, oh my gosh, tornado warning. And all of a sudden, by the time we got the warning, it was pretty much right over top of us. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, you know, the first thing I always do is go outside and see if I can see it. Oh, Kevin, you're not supposed to do dark. that. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> hey, so as we get set for this, uh, these cold temps, you know, we've talked a lot in the past about 
how it's important to remember that your pets, uh, if it's cold outside to you, it's cold outside to your pets. It is very cold. And, you know, it sounds like we're going to dip back down into some freezing, below freezing weather. Yeah, and I noticed that our dogs, our dogs want to run outside. You know, they see a little bit of ice or a little bit of, of, of uh, sleet or snow or whatever, and they decide they want to run. How many animals do you treat that are trying to run back to the house and hit a patch of ice and get hurt? You know, that a that, uh, couple of weeks ago when we had all that uh, the sleet and the frozen material that stayed for a few days, I think I saw three or four that actually – you know, they fortunately they weren't severe injuries, but they were where they slipped and probably had a you know soft tissue strain or you know like a, a sprained uh, like we'd have a sprained ankle. Yeah. Um, and I know of three, at least three, and there may have been a fourth one during that little short stretch. So yeah, it's important. You know, they think they can run out there and get traction like they normally do, <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, you know, they can have falls just like we do. Yeah, so I, th- I thought about that because our German Shepherd Ace, he gets pretty hyper when he gets let outside. And, man, he came flying back up the driveway and hit that spot and slid into Leslie's car. And I thought, this isn't good, man. No, they, they, they need, to, you know, you need to restrain them on a leash, especially if we get some of that frozen material today. Yeah, so, again, Sarah Tipton kind of recommended and thought that the time where we'd really be able to tell what we were going to get would be between 3 and 5 this afternoon. So. We'll watch that. Uh, we always turn to Kevin, Dr. Reed from Vet Care, and we tell him to kind of educate us on stuff that we need to know, maybe stuff we didn't know, because most of us have, you know, people in our, our companions, uh, dogs and cats in our homes. Uh, you brought up something today that I've never heard about, and that is changing the diet after you go in and either spay or neuter your pet. I didn't know that was a deal. Yes, it is. And, and you know, unfortunately, I, I look back and I, I think that I have failed to do that for a lot of my clients. And, and you know, the, the fact is that it's probably the most, those are the two most uh, common surgical procedures we perform on dogs and cats. Mm-hmm. And I read somewhere, and I assume this is talking about own pet animals, but it said nearly 90% of the United States dogs and cats are spayed or neutered. Wow, you know, and I'm sure that means pets, not not the strays and the you know the ones in rescue shelters and that type of thing. Sure. So we know that it, you know, those procedures give give our pets many advantages, including medical and behavioral benefits. But the unfortunate side of that is that they're also at much higher risk for becoming obese. And it is truly a, a nutritional milestone at the time your dog or cat is spayed or neutered. So. Unfortunately, you know, cats are three, almost three and a half times as likely to become obese after the procedures, and dogs are two times as likely to become obese. And I don't mean just a little overweight; I mean obese. And and you know that can definitely be detrimental uh, post surgery uh, over the next few months. And why this happens, we know that the um, uh, you know neutering spaying dogs and cats causes a decrease in the sex hormones, the estrogens in the female and the androgens in the male dogs. And so that overall results in a lower metabolic rate. So their energy requirement in their food is, is automatically drops. And, you know, if you're feeding them the same amount as they, the same type of food and same amount of food as far as volume after the procedure as you did before the procedure, then there's a very high likelihood that they're going to become overweight, which can eventually lead to obesity unless changes are made. And um, then the obesity 
leads to a number of conditions. I know we've talked about this before, but it can reduce the quality of life and even shorten the lifespan. It can make them predisposed to certain cancers, you know, cardiovascular disorders, chronic inflammation. They could develop diabetes. They have exercise intolerance. Carrying that extra weight around can cause injuries to their joints. Um, and, you know, in state or eventually it could cause some kidney disease. And so, you know, the, the, the strategy is you can't just say, okay, um, you know, it's going to be needs only three quarters of the amount of food. And that has been shown that cats, after they've been spayed or neutered, needs only 75 to 80% of the, um, the energy needs, uh, the calories in the food that they required before they were spayed. So if you just feed less, you can achieve that, but they're going to be hungry all the time. And then you've got them, you know, looking for food, digging through the trash, begging. Oh. And uh, so what we have to do, we need to feed them that something that makes them feel satisfied when they eat a meal but also has a reduction in calories. And, and the diets that are designed for this are usually a, a high-protein, high-fiber diet. So that causes less weight gain, and they, they have that satisfaction because of the fiber there that, um, you know, they are fuller, feel fuller. Hmm. So um, there's, there's a lot of diets out now. There's one company that even makes, it's called, a, you know, it's called spay and neuter diets, and it's for different uh, stages you know, for junior dogs and cats, for adult dogs and cats. So it's kind of a, uh, and then they have it divided into small dogs, medium dogs, and large dogs. And uh, these are called uh, veterinary HPM spay and neuter diets. Um, there's also some metabolic diets. I've actually got both of my dogs, and they've both been spayed. And it, it has made a remarkable difference because they were, I was feeding them the same type of food after uh, they had their procedures. And, uh, you know, I could tell they were gaining weight. Mm -hmm. And so I put them on this metabolic diet, and it's amazing. You know, they're, they're satisfied. Uh, I feed them out based on what their ideal weight should be, and they're actually both at their ideal weight. Uh, for example, my one dog um, at one time got up to 12, 12 pounds. And uh, right now she's about nine and three quarters, and that's her ideal weight. So, you know, that doesn't sound like a lot, two and a quarter pounds, but... Uh, you know, that was, uh, she was 20% overweight basically. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, and it's important. Also exercise goes with that. You know, we know when they have these, uh, hormones, they're out, they, they're more active, they're, they get more exercise and all of a sudden you remove that hormonal influence, uh, on their metabolism and they just become more sedentary. So it's important, you know, when the weather's good and it's not too hot, not too cold, get them out, exercise and does them good it does us good to walk them and uh you know it's something to consider because like i said it's the most common procedure surgical procedure we do and uh you know it's just unfortunate that's the side effect of it it's uh uh you know we there's a lot of benefits to those procedures and it, it does make probably allow them to live longer lives but you know we don't want to shorten it uh by allowing them to become obese it's the same thing with with us as people. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to be, to make sure we watch our weight because there is like a healthy range where we need to be in. And I think some of us, like I look at our dogs, and our chunkiest dog is the one that we think is the most cute. Like, oh, look how chunky he is! Mm -hmm. But that's really probably not good for the dogs. No, it's not. And and you know, it's. I mean, I'll be honest. I give my dogs a little treat. I am using low calorie treats. 
but they think if I'm at home at lunch and eating, they need to do it. And, you know, it's the lesser of two evils. I either give them the treat and that kind of satisfies them or I listen to them bark at me the whole time I'm home. So, <laughs> right. uh, you know, but there's, there's, there's just like with us, there's healthy and wise choices you can make with what you're feeding your pet. And, and there's a lot of products out there that are designed to be lower in calories and, and still have that, you know, give them that satisfaction of receiving some food or a treat. See, great advice right there from the man you need. Me. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care on Parker Road. You can find out more at vet-care.com and on Facebook when you search Vet Care Jonesboro. Dr. Reed, we appreciate you. And thanks for another great Wet Nose Wednesday. Great talking to you. You guys stay warm and safe. Right, we'll talk to you next week. Dr. Kevin Reed on the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hey, you can go back and check out today's full show on the podcast. It's the Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast available wherever you get podcasts. It could be uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn. You can also go and check us out on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Mm-hmm. Wherever you get your podcasts, just search Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry. What's on TV tonight? I can see your voices on the season finale of Celebrity Big Brother, the one-hour special, Skyville Live, Graham Nash and Friends on CMT, the two-hour fifth season premiere of Snowfall, and tonight's schedule also includes Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Good Sam, A Million Little Things, and Chicago PD. We'll watch the weather for you as we go throughout the day. We'll keep you up to date on the ice, the accumulation, all the stuff that we could be seeing as we go throughout the day today. And of course, as always, have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.